0: It. Well, it's the Mi Cricket letter, ain't no one better. And when I'm on the microphone, you best to wear your sweater, cause I'm cooler than the polar bear's toenails. Oh, hell, there he go again? Talking that bend corners like I was a curve. I struck a nerve, and now you're about to see the Southern player serve. I heard it's not where you from, but where you pay rent. And
1: All right, it is DFS MVP Holden Kushner and our director of DFS at fourfourfour TJ Hernandez, TJ, will outcast today as we get ready for Week
0: Twelve. Yeah, man. First time we've had uh, Outkast on this year for 2019 season. Uh, AT Aliens from the classic 1996 album, AT Aliens, uh, one of uh, the great Outkast songs that you'll find in their great catalog. As always, if you like that intro, along with all of the other DFS MVP intros, you could find it on our Spotify playlist. Just go to Spotify, search DFS MVP or go to my Twitter. I'm always tweeting out the link at TG Hernandez, along with the link to the podcast every week. Before we get into everything today, sports betters, if you want to be a winning NFL better, you can do so with weekly selections from NFL sharp James Salinas, the most successful super contest winner of all time. Just just visit sharpanglesports.com, start winning today, and DFSers, Fantasy Draft is the only rake-free daily fantasy site. They have a $250,000 guarantee rake-free contest this week. The Hooters main event, the largest and only rake-free contest of its kind. Only on Fantasy Draft are 100% of entry fees paid to contest winners. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com with promo code 444. That's the number 4, F-O-R, the number 4, and you'll get a free 7-day trial membership.
1: All right, here's what we got, as we always do. We have the Week 12 Plays. Core plays, DraftKings, and FanDuel. We'll talk about hitting the bonus on DraftKings mm. and fandraft as well, on fantasy draft as well. Um, and if you sign up right now, I mean I know it's toward the end of the season. We got a lot of season left in yep. DFS, though. Not season long, it's getting toward the end of the season, but TFS, we still got what, nine weeks to go. So sign up now. 444.com. DFS MVP is the code that gets you 25% off the DFS sub only. DFS MVP. I know we got the rate review t-shirt giveaway to tj who won after leaving a five-star review so
0: they were automatically entered a win yeah every week uh we take one of the the reviews uh from the previous week this week poker dave 14 left us a real nice review uh so poker dave 14 hit me up on twitter at tj hernandez i'll get you hooked up with the details on how to get that fresh super soft 4 swag
1: all right very good for new listeners again here's what we do main slate DraftKings, FanDuel core plays there we've got a theory segment talking about the bonus today we'll hop right into it with a quarterback and Matt Ryan has got a juicy matchup against Tampa Bay defensively the Falcons are playing much better which a little concerning to me because you'd Mm -hmm. like to see him down and having to throw a lot more but Matt Ryan 7900 on FanDuel 6700 on
0: DraftKings having a wonderful season for DFS players yeah, this should be one of the uh, the more back-and-forth games. If if Atlanta's defense cooperates, they've obviously played very well uh, over the past two weeks coming off their bye, but uh, their offense is in a prime spot here in a game with a 51-point uh, over-under. Atlanta's favored by four at home. That gives them an implied point total uh, just under 28 points. We've talked about a lot on this podcast how not only are we looking for quarterbacks in, in good situations in terms of possible scoring and, and defensive matchup, but also uh, opposing quarterback correlations that that back and forth is really going to be beneficial to both sides. And Matt Ryan and Jameis Winston tied for the most 300-yard games this season uh, with seven. And Tampa Bay has allowed six 300-yard games that is the most in the league. So that obviously sets up really well uh, as it stands right now. Both defenses rank in the bottom 10 in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, But, of course, we've seen Atlanta uh, come out of that bye, like I said, pretty strong. So that gives us the the nod to Matt Ryan against Tampa Bay, who's not only ranked last in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, but they're uh, the most obvious pass funnel in the league. They rank last against quarterbacks, last against tight ends, last against wide receivers. First against running backs. So Matt Ryan comes out as the top value on both FanDuel and DraftKings, despite being uh, more expensive than Jameis Winston. And a little uh, extra nod to Matt Ryan and the Falcons nine teams have exceeded their implied point total against Tampa Bay out of 10 games, with an average of 5.9 points over their implied point total. So Tampa Bay giving it up in the past and giving up a lot of points to their op- opponents, even more so than Vegas expects on average. Yeah. And the interesting
1: thing about Matt Ryan, he's like the last quarter fantasy quarterback that gets you points without being mobile. <laughs>
0: you know, he just right, chucks yeah, it tons sure. of
1: yards, a couple touchdowns and you're in. Yeah. You it's, don't see uh, it much it's, anymore.
0: It's, yeah, it's getting hard to do it. I mean, all all of the guys that we've talked about every week, the the Lamar Jacksons, the Josh Allens, Russell Wilson, to a lesser extent, uh, they're getting you some kind of yardage on the ground. So just because Atlanta, they're, they're such a pass-heavy offense um, that he's almost willed his way to 300 yards every game.
1: Yeah, I guess it's like him, Cousins, and Matt Stafford. And outside yeah, of it. that, everybody else has to run to get their points. Yep. And there's just nobody else that, that does it anymore. It's... It's almost a requirement in the NFL too. Uh, so we got Matt Ryan there. Here's my other guy, you know, Jeff Driscoll. We made fun of him a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and last week he just last week he did he did well by me. So I'm a fan of Jeff Driscoll now of the Detroit Lions. 7300 FanDuel, 5500 on DraftKings facing an atrocious Redskins defense and this yep. guy just uses his legs, man, and I love it. He he can run. He gets over what 40 yards a game on the ground. So there you go. There's your 100 yards passing, right? Right away with those legs. I love it. I like
0: this guy. Yeah, and that's something that I, I didn't take into account um, with Driscoll was his mobility, but like you said, averaging 44 yards per game in those two starts, uh, that's that's going to be very important. That led him to a 27-point uh, fantasy game last week on uh, under 250 yards passing. He did get the rushing touchdown, so obviously we know um, how important that, that rushing value can be. As you mentioned, uh, Washington is a defense that's really struggled against quarterbacks. 22nd, when adjusted for strength of schedule, they just gave up that big four touchdown day day to Sam Darnold last week. Uh, and and Driscoll, he registers his top six value on both sites. Uh, I think people are are going to look at the slates this week, whatever site you're playing on, and realize uh, we don't have a free square this week. Uh, You're not automatically going to pay all the way up um, at every single position, and if you need to save somewhere, oftentimes uh, it is quarterback, and and without the Lamar Jackson or the Patrick Mahomes on the main slate, uh, you might be able to get away with not paying up for the top guy for the Matt Ryan or the Drew Brees whoever it might be this week uh, so if you're going to save save as much as possible and and Driscoll opens up that salary especially if you're a um, a team that is is trying to jam in like a Christian McCaffrey or a Michael Thomas we just we've been able to roster those guys with um, with, with a little bit of effort or, or not much effort even with their inflated price tags this week it's not going to be that easy so uh, if you if you want to roster CMC you're going to have to do something like a drift Jeff Driscoll uh, this game Has a couple things going uh, in Favor of Je- Jeff Driscoll and his possible Upside um, The Their opposite are as we Already mentioned a, a bad Redskins Defense but also a, a turnover Prone Dwayne Haskins and that could lead to Good field position and more scoring Upside for the Lions and of course For Jeff Driscoll and uh, These are two teams that have Allowed uh, six Opponents to cover or Exceed their implied point total so there could be not a, like a, a a 60 point shootout potential but there's potential for both of these defenses to really give it up and have a little bit of a back and forth more than we expect so this could be a higher scoring game than we expect i think
1: who is that which way you're going higher scoring game in this one
0: yeah uh, with, the, with the with the two bad teams facing each other um i'll i'll, I'll lean offenses on this one
1: i just i'm i think Detroit can score some points here. Mm -hmm. I just don't see the Redskins doing much, man. Sure. Like, uh, Haskins is a disaster. He looks like he's afraid. Uh, That whole offense is discombobulated. I would not be surprised to see the – and I was just talking about this from a betting uh, perspective. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Lions go in there and win this by two touchdowns. Wow. It's a horrible, horrible Redskins team. And it's not like – the Lions are doing well. But what I do like to see out of Driscoll, he Jones for a couple of touchdowns last week. He's getting the ball to Galladay. He's getting the ball to Jones. He can run. It's just a bad Redskins team, man. I would yep. even consider the Lions defense at this point. They're not a good defensive team. But uh, I digress. Let's get to running back. Uh, two guys you got on here. Interesting. Because uh, one was on my radar, kind of. Mm-hmm. Not in cash. And the other guy, um, only – we'll talk about the other guy in a second let's start with alvin kamara because sean pate was talking about how you know let's try and get murray a little bit more work even it out a little bit and then what do we see we have kamara you know going out and just having a great game 8300 fanduel 8200 DraftKings, taking on carolina which is the team that we like to face with our running backs
0: yeah, uh, the, the interesting thing about Kamara, I was a little nervous about him uh, going into last week just because coming off of uh, uh, two weeks of injury and then a bye, they kind of eased him into the game um, against Atlanta. He only had 12 touches, I believe. Uh, came back with 23 touches last week, which accounted for uh, over 40% of the Saints' touches. So that's that's what we like to see, not just the volume, but the percentage of the touches. And now they're set up in a really good spot as eight and a half point favorites with the implied point total just under 28 against a Panthers defense that is one of the biggest run funnels in the league as you mentioned uh, if we adjust for strength of schedule they rank fifth against quarterbacks but 23rd against running backs so uh, with Kamara's price tag under 8,500 on both sites uh, in this matchup where the saints should be the highest, if not uh, one of the highest, if not the highest scoring team on the slate. Uh, Kamara comes out as our, um, as our top value on both sites at running back. So that, I mean, just that big, even you, you mentioned they wanted to to kind of work in both running backs, like Octavius Murray still saw 12 touches last week, but Kamara saw 23. So they just really favored um, their running backs against a, a Tampa team that probably surprising to see that against because tampa bay is such a big uh pass funnel but at the same time that's probably why we saw 10 of kamara's touches be uh through the air so we can definitely see that again this week against carolina where he just gets used uh really and pretty much just like christian mccaffrey but at a a much bigger discount i wonder if he's finally healthy too you know he was a little banged up there didn't he miss a game or two and uh, kamara yeah, he he missed those two games before yeah. the bye and then they they really just right. like and then that game against Atlanta, he only saw 12 touches, so it was really encouraging to see him get those 23 last week.
1: Yeah, so I feel like he's healthy now mm-hmm. and that's I the agree. big thing. I don't I don't know if we're going to see the efficiency that we saw from him last year like yeah. uh, how many guys are going to do that, but at 8300, 8200 I'm not feeling too bad about it, especially on DraftKings, just because of the passing game work. So, uh, you know what? You kind of talked me into Kamara a little bit. I, I was kind of on Kamara, and I'm feeling better about Kamara. Uh, I'm easily swayed. That's that's. Usually yeah, I mean, not it's true.
0: it's it's ugly this week. I mean, if if we just like go down the list, um, the you got Nick Chubb's in a really good spot, and he's been giving up some work to to Kareem Hunt, but uh, I mean, Hunt's mostly mostly in the uh, passing game, so. Nick Chubb can be fine against the Dolphins as big favorites. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, it's just a price tag issue. Leonard Fournette's been seeing his work going down uh, in recent weeks. That has a lot to do with game script. Uh, Derrick Henry is in a good spot against Jacksonville, but Derrick Henry's always someone to worry about uh, because he doesn't get used in the passing game. Saquon, someone that uh, he's going to get a lot of usage, but New York's uh, offense is is just awful right now. So it's like it's almost like uh, just you you have to start eliminating these other players as floor plays. And it really just ends up being Kamara when you kind of break it down.
1: You know, what's interesting too. I'm glad you brought up Saquon. I mean, this has just been a lost season and mm-hmm. you know, he was asked, do you, do you are you going to be shut down? He's like, I'm not, no one's shutting me down. I'm not going to do it at this point. High ankle sprain. Hasn't been the same guy. His head coach Shermer's coming out and saying he's really banged up. Then he came, he kind of walked back on that. I mean, here's another guy, Saquon uh, Kamara, they just haven't done what we thought they would yeah. do. And I think a lot of that's with uh, injury with Saquon Kamara a little bit. I mean, James Conner has it. What, what the hell's going on with James Conner? Even when he was healthy, he was average. Now he's got the separated shoulder. There's not many guys we've able, been able to count on. We could rip Ezekiel Elliott for all we want for not being number one overall. He's still a top six back mm-hmm. this year. It's just been um, outside of McCaffrey. Can you really count on anybody week to week? I'm not no. so sure you can.
0: Yeah, and that's why I mean we've seen it in in tournaments like the last couple of years we've had uh, we've had this top tier of players whether it be Christian McCaffrey Saquon Barkley Le'Veon Bell uh, where you pretty much can confidently project them and know what they're going to do week in and week out and that's why the past couple of years we've seen just these really high ownership percentages on running backs and you've just haven't been able to go contrarian at the position all the way down to like your third uh, running back at mm-hmm. your flex spot this year we've went over the the ownership percentages on this podcast um, on my Twitter Twitter of teams that are winning and you've been able to kind of get away from the chocolate running back outside of Christian McCaffrey, because you could pretty much poke holes in any running backs game right now.
1: Yeah. I think Josh Jacobs is a guy. He might be the second guy that I kind of lean on every Mm -hmm. single week. Now, like Josh Jacobs putting up numbers Fournette at least is going to get the volume that you want. He can't find a damn end zone though. That's so frustrating. then you talk about Chubb now hunts in there. I, I still love Chubb too. I'm with you. I, I think he might be a little high priced on, you know, DraftKings sitting there 8100 yeah when, you know, I could drop down and, and look at a guy like Fournette that could have the same kind of – and you know the other guy that I'm disappointed in the last, oh, I guess maybe th- three weeks? Uh, over the last month, Chris Carson. You know, he had sure. that run where he was in the 20s every single week, and he had a decent game against San Francisco before uh, the buy there, but he kind of disappointed against Atlanta – and Baltimore had a mediocre game against Tampa Bay. So, I mean, just talk about the running position, running back position. It's completely different this year. Even on FanDuel,
0: you know, wasn't that the whole thing? Pay up at running back? Yep. Yep, and like you and, don't have and to. As much. It's really funny you mentioned that because this is the, the third time this season uh through eleven weeks that we've seen a, a wide receiver in the flex um, for in the winning Sunday million lineup where we only saw that one time all of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that has that probably has to do with a couple things, running backs um just not being as as pro- Predictive as they have in the past couple of years, and people catching on to the fact that like everybody was putting a running back in their flex spot at Fanduel, so it's a it's a w- way to differentiate. Now I still think running back is the preferred option, but uh, yeah, there's there's more variance at the position than we've seen in quite some time. All right, I completely digressed.
1: Let's go to your other play, Miles Sanders, fifty six hundred Fanduel, five thousand mm-hmm. DraftKings, taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Question. Um, is this assuming that Jordan Howard's out or if yes. Jordan Howard? Okay. He's got to be out in order to yeah, be a player. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Tell me about him. Why do you like him?
0: Um, first of all, it's, it's price. I mean, this is one of those weeks. We haven't had a week like this really that I could think of all year. Like pricing has been tight, but it hasn't been so tight that you haven't been able to get some kind of like comfortable $6,000 or $7,000, uh, $7,000, running back wide receiver in there. This week, it's the pricing is so tight that you're going to have to roster somebody where you're a little bit uncomfortable, and Miles Sanders, even though he – ended up being chalky with jordan howard um announced out late in the week last week uh disappointed on his touches on 13 touches but he's still priced down 5600 fanduel uh dollars DraftKings. draft even though he only saw 13 touches he saw 85 percent of the snaps with jordan howard out it was against a tough new england defense they pretty much completely went away from miles sanders in the second half uh last week now he's a home favorite against the uh, an average seahawks defense and this is just one of those situations where you're you're going to have to just kind of bite the bullet if again assuming jordan howard's out and just take miles sanders 15 touch floor at a very low salary in a week where we just don't have any pay down options like you need to open up that salary somewhere um and if you can get 15 to to 20 touches at his price you, you just have to take it so do you have to play mccaffrey then um, I, I mean, if, if you're going to, I don't think you can fit McCaffrey uncomfortably this week. I think you really have to force it. Uh, if, you, if you make a massive player pool with like the top 10 or 15 values at every single position, just take the top five or six at quarterback running uh, tight end in defense. You're not going to see Christian McCaffrey show up in a lot of uh, lineups in the lineup generator just because even with like a Miles Sanders and a Jeff Driscoll, it's just still really hard to fit him in there with, with where the top values at each position are, um, are priced. We just don't have a lot of cheap values. at wide receiver tight end is really ugly. So it's still just hard to get to Camara. I mean to, um, to McCaffrey. So like you need Sanders almost just to get to Camara.
1: That's fascinating. It really is at this point. And then, you know, on the other side, we'll get to wide receiver here in a second. You're, you're either paying up for McCaffrey or Thomas. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. you could squeeze both of them in, but who's the big guys that you're paying up for this week? Does anyone want to go back to Brian Hill to get some <laughs> some salary yeah. relief after what happened last week? And then Tampa Bay's rush defense, you know, being a lot better. So, all right, let's get the let, wide receiver. I digress too much.
0: Sure. Right. Um one thing we noticed a, a couple of weeks ago was when uh we were when I I ran through the the lineup generator it was really trying to get us to pay up for some pass catchers and this looks like a similar week where uh the the top values of the week usually we see some running backs up there the top overall value of the week is Michael Thomas mm-hmm. so he's going to be priced really high on both sides. Um, but I I won't go through why he's a great play. But if I'm going to pay up for all the way to the top for a player this week, it's going to be Thomas over uh, CMC. If I I have to pick one,
1: he's just been in my lineup. I think every my cash lineup, every single week, Michael Thomas, every week, the floor is just there. It's, it's been marvelous.
0: It's just hard to get to him. And these are the weeks we should like really, because we, uh, we, I don't think we've talked about it too much in terms of like how we want to fluctuate our, Uh, game selection and and percentage of money in play based on Salary ranges and how salaries look but these tight weeks where everything's really difficult and you're uncomfortable playing like a Miles Sanders and just taking the value These are the weeks where we want to maximize our advantage over the field because the average player if we're having a hard time making lineups as people that do this for a living the average imagine what the average person is going through um so this is where we maximize our edge this these weeks where you feel really uncomfortable this is where you should really hammer down and not pull back your your money in play but um if you are going if if you've proven that you have an edge uh, stay at or or maybe even slightly higher cash game volume
1: all right so Michael we don't need to talk about michael thomas every week just consider yep. michael thomas uh, julio jones let me let me tell you here: eighty four hundred Fanduel, eight thousand DraftKings, going up against Tampa Bay. Um, here's his, this is his last five games against Tampa Bay. This is average. You're averaging eight catches for one hundred forty yards and four touchdowns. And last year had that twelve catch, two hundred fifty three yard, two touchdown game. Okay, so he, he goes out and just rolls. I think that the Ryan Julio tandem is going to be pretty high owned even in tournaments. Sure. Um, anyways, he's expensive.
0: And I kind of feel like you got to pick him or Thomas this week, don't you? Uh, you? You do, and again, it's just the the reason I wanted to bring up Julio specifically. Is because it's going to be very hard To get all the way up to Thomas um, And then if you can't get to him People are going to be looking at either Julio Or Mike Evans because they're going to Pop um, as values and, and similarly priced But um, I'm taking Julio even though he is more Expensive than Evans on both Sites uh, like you said I, I, I usually don't try To look at or want to look at player Versus team stats Specifically but uh, Tampa Bay They're Not only have they been bad versus Julio in the past there, as we mentioned with Matt Ryan, they're the worst team in the league uh, when adjusted for strength of schedule against both quarterbacks and wide receivers. And Julio's been getting the the Julio type volume in recent weeks, at least 25% of the Falcons targets in five straight games. He just hasn't found the end zone. Um, but the Tampa Bay there, they give up so much to wide receivers that you have to think that if, if Julio is going to break through and finally get uh, across the goal, line, it's going to be this week, he has 61 straight targets without a score. The league average for wide receivers is one touchdown, every 21 targets. So uh, with with uh, Jones' consistency in terms of volume of late, uh, with his expected touchdown regression, with Tampa Bay struggling against wide receiver and Atlanta playing pretty good defense over the last couple of weeks, uh, Jones is pretty clearly the uh, pay-up option if you can't afford Michael Thomas for whatever reason. You know, as far as those numbers with Julio,
1: they are inflated with the two fifty-three. Yep, two hundred fifty-three yard game. There's one guy that I play every every time against. Uh, that's T.Y. Hilton against. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Houston Texans, and we're sitting here taping this sure. on Wednesday, and you know, Thursday's the game. I don't know if I'll play him because of the injuries, but it's kind of like baseball. I don't know how many of you play baseball. It's batter versus pitcher. You don't take too much into account there. You know, wide receiver versus team. I think there is something with Julio and T. Y. Hilton, but that's just me. All right, let's get to D. J. Chark. Did do 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 seven thousand FanDuel, sixty four hundred DraftKings. He is the number one target for Nick Foles. You say, oh Nick Foles. What do you have? 15 targets. I mean, this guy is just cleaning up. He's extraordinarily. I'll remember last year, right before maybe going into week one, I was like, DJ Chark's my guy. He's going to win me a week. He didn't do anything last year. This is the year that he has just separated himself. He and Chris Conley are one and two. I've been very, can we talk about DD Westbrook real quick? What the hell? I mean, he's the number three option there. I thought he'd be much, much better than this.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chris Conley's kind of leapfrog DD yep. as, as the number two option there. Chris Conley, actually, like a really sneaky, deep tournament play. Uh-huh. But uh, DJ Shark, we should mention Jones and Shark, both uh, questionable. Jones missed practice. I think Shark had a limited practice, but, I mean, Julio is, Julio is a player that if he – uh, if he even like gets a mosquito bite, he's gonna miss practice. I don't think he likes practicing at all. So uh, he he's uh, he's he's I wouldn't be I'd be very surprised if Julio doesn't play. And then Shark, it didn't sound too concerning from the practice reports I read today. Um, but but that's definitely something to monitor. Shark uh, seven thousand Fandles, sixty four hundred dollars on DraftKings. Basically, just a case of someone who's. Price uh, hasn't caught up to their recent volume. Obviously, Sharks' recent numbers are going to be inflated with his 15 targets from Foles last week and and Jacksonville throwing 47 times in the last two games uh, because of of negative game script. But six in target share over the past month among all players. Uh, Even before that 15-target game last week, he was trending uh, towards the top 10 in terms of target share in the previous weeks, and he still priced Outside the top 10 on both sides. So, with that volume and with the discrepancy in price, he comes in as a top six value at wide receiver on both FanDuel and DraftKings, according to four for four. Shark's going to line up mostly uh, on the outside, rotate a little bit on both sides. So, he'll be facing Adore Jackson and LaShawn Sims, both who rank in the bottom half of the league in fantasy points per target allowed to opposing wide receivers. Just throw one more thing out there. DJ Chark, through 10 games,
1: he versus DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins has 75 catches, Chark has 51. Mm -hmm. But here we go, 796 yards for Chark, 745 for Hopkins, eight touchdowns for Chark, four touchdowns for Hopkins. This guy has been remarkable this season. DJ Chark has been remarkable no matter who the quarterback is. Okay, so, you know, if you say, DJ, come on, DJ Chark, yeah, he's legit, man. And the last guy here has really taken a step forward recently, and that's Devontae mm-hmm. Parker, as the Dolphins are taking on the Browns. 6,000 Fandle, 5,200 DK. So you're getting a little salary relief there with yep. your wide receiver
0: three. Yeah, and again, it's, it's uh, going back to like the – the Miles Sanders play. The average person is going to look at Miles Sanders last week. Uh, they're going to look at Devontae Parker's name, and they're going to say, that "There's no way in hell that I'm playing these guys in cash. They're not good players." Uh, thinking about talent. Well, when it comes to these type of weeks, these these tight uh, salary weeks, like you have to just be able to understand that the the volume relative to the salary is going that that value is what's going to boost your lineups especially in cash games uh, to be able to get up to those players, to the Julio Jones, to the Alvin Kamaras, that's what's going to separate you from the field. Uh, and and being able to bite the bullet on these players like the Devontae Parkers, who people don't perceive as a good player, uh, is really important. And that's why we see Parker register as a, a top 5 DraftKings value, a top 10 FanDuel value. He's seen almost a quarter of the Dolphins' targets over the last month, and that has, that's been consistent. Uh, four of his last five games he's seen at least 23% of the uh of the Dolphins targets and this is a week as 11 point underdogs against the Browns uh, who rank 21st in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers where Miami should be forced to throw and the concern with Miami is they allow a lot of pressure on their quarterback and and Fitzpatrick turns the ball over a lot but even with their bad offensive line Cleveland, I, I'm i surprised I don't see like more projections or especially with like Cleveland defense accounting for this. But uh, Miles Garrett and uh, Larry Ogunjobi Ogan, are both suspended. And those are two players that uh, get after the passers. So that could really have an impact on this game this week. And obviously, if Fitzpatrick has more time to throw. That's a positive for Parker.
1: All right, let's move on here to tight end uh, Zach Ertz having a couple of nice weeks. So they're going back to Zach Ertz now. Sixty-one hundred Fanduel, six thousand DK taking on the Seattle Seahawks. And you know, tight ends just been a wasteland, man. And mm-hmm. we've been we've been paying down a lot, haven't we? Like, why are we paying up at this point? But Zach Ertz is the guy right now on this slate, at least. He's the guy. No Kelsey this week. A couple other guys gone. Zach Ertz is your top shelf.
0: Yeah, no Kelsey, um, no no um, Hunter Hooper. Henry. Uh, Hooper still sidelined. Uh, Kittle, even if he plays, he's on the Sunday night slate. So in another week kind of similar to last week where we don't really have any of the the normal big names. Mark Andrews not on the main slate, so Zach Ertz is kind of the last man standing in terms of uh, reliable volume. So 6,100 Fanduel, 6,000 DraftKings, it's a it's a price that I'm willing to pay just because we're missing so many guys. Uh, Ertz leads the league uh, in targets per game among tight ends, and over the last month, over 27% of, of the Eagles' targets, that's top 10 across all positions. So especially if the Eagles are still without uh, Alshon Jeffrey, then Ertz is kind of a slam dunk play this week, even though we need to save salary uh, somewhere and, and we'd like to do it. just There just aren't really any reliable options that you can go to at tight end. Maybe Greg Olson, but uh, Zach Ertz is on an Eagles team that's that's favored at home against a Seattle defense that ranks bottom 10 in schedule adjusted points allowed to the position. So if if you're going to look for a reliable guy, he's the one. Yeah, the other guy had 11 targets last week, the rookie
1: Noah Fant. I mm-hmm. kind of look, you, you said him last week. I was like, gosh, can I really trust Noah Fant? And I think the process was right, right? He didn't have a big game, um, but he did get 11 targets. I mean, yep. that's if you're not going to pay up, this is what we want. We need some volume there. So I thought it was a good call, you know, going back. And again, um, this week going up against Buffalo. I'm you got to convince me about this cuz I'm scared off. That's the best team against the tight end out there. Yeah, 50, we, pumped up Noah, real
0: quick. we pumped up Noah Fant and a uh, 5% in the millimaker owned uh, Cortland Sutton so hopefully we won someone some money. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Fant uh, I mean it's the, the one of the reasons I liked Fant last week is obviously his volume. Uh, it's it's been trending up since the Emmanuel Sanders trade. Uh, Noah Fant tied with Zach Ertz for top 10 in terms <laughs> of target share over the last month. 27% of Broncos target since the Emmanuel Sanders trade Um, but it's not just like the blindly taking the volume From from a tight end at, uh, who's, who's kind of on a bad offense And they're generally not gonna have a lot of upside, but Obviously, we weren't projecting 11 targets for him, but if you could get that at his price tag, it's great. But it's just kind of a a game theory, understanding how points work play, because like we said with Ertz, like Ertz is the only uh, reliable high-volume tight end on this slate. I would argue that Darren Waller's not even in that category anymore because he's been losing work to uh, Renfro and, and Tyrell Williams. So I, I don't even think Waller's like a slam dunk anymore. Moreau. us so oh. Yeah, he scored he scored touchdowns instead of Waller. It's horrible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't even say that he's in that top tier anymore, like he was in the first half of the season. So, in a week like that. If Ertz doesn't hit, all of a sudden we have a lot of really bad tight ends um, like fighting for for the number one spot. And I don't know if he was the number one tight end last week, but last week it was Ryan Griffin that that came out and had the big week and was in the winning millionaire lineup. So uh, go back to Fant with the same process as last week in a very thin tight end week. Priced pretty much exactly the same as Greg Olson, same salary on FanDuel, $200 cheaper on DraftKings, where Olson's probably going to draw two to three times as much salary. Why not take the pivot, Um, be contrarian even in cash games if you're going to pay down for the position at a position that's very volatile?
1: Yep, I'm fine with that, man. No offense on my radar this week. Uh, Defense. Oh, you got a decision. You can either just completely (laughs) punt – and I'm, I'm not recommending Washington this week. Um, I, I want to get your thoughts on Washington. Cause again, I just think that's a debacle going on mm-hmm. there. Cincinnati, Miami. I mean, we're talking dirt. You could fit everybody in, but I, I kind of feel like if you're punting,
0: don't you have to do that in cash as opposed to a tournament or not? Uh, sure. You, you, yeah, you still need, well, yes and no. Um, you still need a ceiling in tournament, obviously. The the we'll just skip we'll skip our expensive play for now and just kinda of go to, to yeah. the the idea of paying all the way down. So Washington is bare minimum on FanDuel. We have Miami and Cincinnati at or near the bare minimum on DraftKings. Um, you have Carolina price just above Washington on on. Um, Fanduel, but I I don't think I want to go there against the Saints um, Saints offense. So really, we're just looking at like Washington on Fanduel. They're three thousand dollars. They have some kind of floor against a, a backup quarterback, and it's we we've, we've seen this concept come into play before, where you're really just looking for a couple point floor. Like even if you only get three or four points out of the, the Redskins defense, it's all about getting that minimum salary relief to get you up to whatever stud you're. Trying to get to it in a week Where we don't have anywhere Else to save salary like if you're Not willing to pay down for Miles Sanders uh, when we Really only have a Devonte Parker and you're Not so sure about a Terry McLaurin with Dwayne Haskins under center where are we going to save Money um, at a position That that position is always going to have a floor. You're not relying on volume. Um, you can't get uh, game scripted out out of the game. Like a defense is always going to have some kind of floor, no matter how bad they are in real life. So this is just a straight save at. Save salary, pay all the way down. Um, the floor is extremely low in terms of salary, and on Fanduel, Washington's the cheapest. On DraftKings, Miami and Cincinnati are the cheapest. Um, they're they're we're not playing them because we think they're going to get us 20 points. We're playing them because they're going to get us to Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas. All right, That's so the only now reason.
1: yeah, now we'll get to you guys. Bears mm-hmm. 5K Fanduel 3700
0: DraftKings taking on the Giants six point favorites at home. Mm-hmm. So the the big. Defenses that people are going to be looking at this week are most likely uh, the Steelers, the Bears, uh, and the Browns. The Browns against the Dolphins—they're they're priced down a little bit more on Fandle. but again, we have a little bit of concern with them missing their their two best pass rushers or two of their best pass rushers. So, if you are going to pay a premium, uh, you want a defense that that is at full strength and can maximize their their point. Um, Possibility in terms of of that salary. So Bears priced up uh, with the Steelers. I think this is this is pretty close uh, between the Bears and the Steelers. The Bears are at home. So that gives them a little bit of an edge. Uh, It's not a a, um, division game. So that plays into a little bit as well. Six points favorites at home for the Bears Giants allowing the seventh highest adjusted sack rate in the league while still throwing at the third highest neutral rate over the last six weeks. So that gives the Bears more opportunity to get after uh, Daniel Jones and get some sacks and and possible turnovers. And Giants have now jumped teams like the Redskins uh, and the Dolphins to rank last in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to opposing defenses. So Bears, slight nod over the Steelers, but I like the Steelers a lot too. All right, let's get uh, to our game theory segment in just a moment. First,
1: DFS MVP brought to you by Sharp Angle Sports, the exclusive home for NFL selections from James Salinas, the most successful Super Contest winner of all time. Not only did Salinas win the Westgate Super Contest in 2015, but the next year he finished third. And in 2018, he finished 26th. And over the last four years, picking 85 games a year, he's compiled a remarkable, 63.3% record against the spread. It's only one spot to get James Salinas' NFL against the spread and over-under selections every week, and that's sharpanglesports.com. Visit the site today. We are also presented by Fantasy Draft, the only rake-free daily fantasy site in the biz. Bringing the heat again, a quarter of a million guaranteed rake-free contest, Quarter of a million dollars. It's the Hooters' main event. Largest and only rake-free contest running anywhere for NFL Week 12. It's the only, the only fantasy draft, the only daily fantasy site you can play contest with no management fees taken out of the prize pools 100% of the time. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com today. Promo code 444. 4, you'll get a free seven-day trial on your first $1,000 of rake-free entry fees. That's FantasyDraft.com. Promo code 444. 4. All right, TJ, hitting the bonus is this week's Game Theory segment, and you know if, you, if you're playing DraftKings or fantasy draft you better take this into account if you're looking to win and let's talk about it what do you want to get to players that hit it the most defenses that hit it the most how to
0: hit it mm-hmm. where to hit it let's yeah. do it yeah i mean just kind of break it down by position i i think one reason that uh people will there i think a couple of things happen the casual player will look at something like um a bonus in and just think it's kind of random and unpredictable, um, while also not understanding that implementing the bonus is going to actually make the games um, a little bit more predictable in favor the players that are are, are building their lineups uh, in the most optimal way because uh, as we see as we go through there's some obvious trends that uh, quarterbacks that throw for 300 yards running backs that run for 100 yards wide receivers uh, and to a lesser extent tight ends that hit the 100 yard bonus there there are some some trends and possibly uh, predictive and actionable things to take from this and players that are building their lineups in such a way um, are, are going to uh, be able to, uh, realize that bonus more often than the average player and and that's huge because if we're playing on a site that has a three-point bonus um, that's almost a full touchdown for uh, for quarterbacks than half of a touchdown obviously um, for for wide receivers and and for wide receivers um, or running backs and then for wide receivers that's not you're getting the catch the yardage um, and the bonus all in one place so that essentially turns into a touchdown when they do hit it on that one play Uh, so i like going through every week and just tracking who um who's hitting this most often which defenses are giving it up the most and now that we have a little bit of a a sample for the season we can go through these things and and see if there's any trends at each position where we can uh, see if there is some predictive measure to when these bonuses are hitting
1: i cannot believe that miami is not on there most by defense but um, we'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk about most by player, the players that have hit the bonus
0: the most at quarterback. Who do we got? Uh, probably not surprising. We've already talked about it. Matt Ryan, um, and then Jameis Winston, they've both hit it seven times. Uh, probably surprising philip rivers and uh patrick mahomes tied with the second most at six mahomes obviously if we look at percentage of games he's probably right up there with winston and ryan if not higher because mahomes missed a couple of games uh rivers probably the surprising one up there with with six that's probably um a little bit more random than some of these trends will go through but uh chargers they're just a team that they've had to throw a ton this year Um, and they have been throwing a ton this year so that has a little bit to do with it is lamar jackson just more of a running back than anything else hit the bonus there i yeah he's just he's never going to hit the bonus a ton it's just so hard for him to get uh, a rushing bonus 100 yards is so much for a quarterback mm-hmm. even him and then he's just very rarely a quarter i think maybe he has it twice this year i don't have it in front of me um but he's just not going to throw for 300 yards a lot
1: it just gets you bonus because he's awesome and he's running a he's lot he's just the best quarterback he's amazing he really <laughs> is um He's Patrick Mahomes, 2019, maybe a little bit better too. Uh, so we talked about the defense, right? Tampa Bay, Arizona, Detroit, Houston, and the Giants all getting smoked. Uh, yep. Again,
0: I'm shocked that Miami's not on this list. Yeah, and we'll see We'll see why in a little bit. But uh, again, this is just looking at at quarterbacks that have hit the bonus. Um, I, I think Miami's up there. I think they've given up four, but I don't have it in front of me. Um, but yeah, these, these top defenses, the ones that have given up the most, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Detroit, Houston, and New York. All right. Very good. So we move on uh, to our next side here. And
1: uh, 48% came in a win. Mm -hmm. 40% came in the same game.
0: Yeah. Uh, So talking about like, what, how can we, what trend can we look at for um, for the quarterbacks? Where are these 300 yards games coming from? And about half of them came in a win. So you might say, well, then uh, it it doesn't really matter if a team is favored or not, but forty percent of these three hundred yard games came from quarterbacks in the same game. So if we look at the overlap of wins and ones and three hundred yard passing games that came in the same game, um, only a third of these three hundred yard passing games have came in a loss where the opposing quarterback didn't have a three hundred yard game. So basically, if a uh, if a quarterback is on the losing team and also not opposite a um a quarterback that can tear it up at the same time as he does it's going to be very unlikely for him just to throw for 300 yards and a loss
1: huh that's fascinating it really is um and then we move on to the running backs we're
0: ready to go there yet Uh, let me just throw out a couple other interesting notes on the quarterbacks. Um, volume obviously is, is not hugely important for quarterbacks. We're looking for efficiency, but you do need some kind of volume 87 out of our 91, 300, 300 yard passers this year, um, with at least 30 attempts, uh, just a little over half of them with at least 40. So you don't need someone to throw 40 or 50 times, but you do want about, uh, 30. I think something that really goes underrated when people are looking for these quarterbacks that can hit this bonus or have these big games. Um, Only 16 out of 91 threw more than one interception um, of these 300-yard quarterbacks this season. And if if you look at how that translates to – teams that are in big losing games only 19 out of 91 came in losses of more than seven points so it's okay if your quarterback is losing but if they're turning the ball over and getting in situations where they're getting blown out that's not a situation where uh you want a quarterback targeting a big game and and i still think there's probably the the average fantasy player or the new dfs player might have the line of logic oh this quarterback is in a game where they're um, expected to be down big so they're gonna have to throw more those aren't favorable conditions even though quarterbacks can hit that 300 point uh, 300 yard bonus in a loss it's not going to happen in a blowout so if you are looking at a quarterback that's an underdog you want him to be a small underdog um, and you want them to have a chance to score some kind of points 64 of these 91 um, 300 yard games this year have come from teams with at least 24 points. So you need a little bit bit of back and forth. You you aren't going to get these from the blowouts. So that line of logic is this team's gonna have to throw a lot, this quarterback's gonna put up big yardage. This kind of dispels that rumor. Okay, running backs. Let's do it.
1: No shocker. Uh Christian McCaffrey six times hit the bonus. Mm-hmm. See, everyone's ripping Zeke, but he's still been very, very productive,
0: hasn't he? I mean, it hit yeah. the bonus as much as he had. Yeah, him and and Dalvin have um, hit the bonus five times, and I it it's obviously Zeke's getting a ton of volume. That's very important. the The players with the most volume are going to um they're they're going to be able to get the those big bonuses the most, but also. Uh, as we'll see as we go through this, a lot of it has to do with record and game flow. So if you're on a winning team, the Cowboys first in their division, and you're the main running back in that offense, you're going to get the opportunities to get these 100-yard games. Game flow is so important. 70% of the 100-yard games for running backs this season have come in a win. So it's it's not just volume. It's not just talent. Uh, game flow is... I, I think anybody that studies fantasy football or plays it a little bit serious um, knows that it's important, but this is just a, um, a reminder that these players that are getting the high volume on the winning teams, um, they're going to come in games where they're winning and getting positive game script.
1: All right. How about most by the defenses, which defenses do we want to target to get the bonus? So
0: this is where uh, you said you're surprised Miami hasn't, uh, there we show go. up on the quarterback list. <laughs> They've given up the most, uh, Uh, 100-yard games uh, to opposing running backs. They've given up five along with the Chiefs. The Chiefs, um, just a little bit of an aberration just because they're obviously a winning team, but their run defense has just been so bad that they've given up a ton of 100-yard games. And then uh, Jacksonville, they've given up four 100-yard games at the second most in the league. Well, third most, two tied for the first most. Uh, No surprise that they are... Four and six last place in their division so again just kind of a nod to game script there if you have a team that's going to be losing a lot they're going to be facing running backs that are going to be in very good game script so no surprise that we see jacksonville giving up a lot of 100 yard games to opposing backs
1: yeah i mean listen it makes a lot of sense i just thought that miami was so bad in every category (laughs) defensively that they would have given it up to the quarterback as well sure so and and if we
0: look at and if we look at something like fantasy points or touchdowns allowed or or touchdown rate they're right up there um, in terms of pass allowed but like teams have just been especially early in the season got up so fast that quarterbacks haven't even really had the chance to get to 300 yards just they got their their touchdowns on the first two drives and then if a running back gets one then all of a sudden they're up 21 they're done throwing.
1: All right, so 70% of these came in a win. Mm-hmm. That's not a surprise whatsoever. Nope. Not at all. Um but the fact that, you know, there's even a few that came in a loss I, you know, if you're in a close game, right, of course, yep. it's not going to
0: be a shocker. So
1: the 70% coming in a win, that's easy. You predict game script, you think
0: they're favorites, boom, that's how you can get the bonus. Yeah, but there there's a little bit of meat on this bone because I think everybody knows that, or or uh, most average fantasy players know that the positive game script. Um, uh, you, you're going to find the 100 yard rushers or the big game rushers, but you look at the flip side. That still leaves 30 percent of the 100 yard games this season coming in losses. The caveat is that only 12 percent of the 100 yard games uh, came in losses of seven points or more. So again, if you're if you're going to look for an underdog, and again, this is where a team like playing against the Chiefs might come into play uh, then you want it to be a small underdog. You don't want it to be a big underdog. Just 12% 12% of those coming in losses of seven or, or more compared to 20%, like we said, for quarterbacks. Um, and that has a little bit to do with because quarterbacks can, they can thrive off that correlation a little bit with the opposing team where running backs aren't going to have that luxury. Uh, so you, you obviously don't want a running back in a blowout even more so than a quarterback. And then of course you're going to need the volume 54 of the 66, 100 yard running backs this uh this year with at least 15 attempts uh you don't necessarily need to get to that coveted 20 attempt number but it, it's nice to 40 out of the 66 but if you're if you're in a good game script against a bad defense uh winning big then probably you're gonna be able to break off a couple long runs which is why we see the 15 attempt is kind of that minimum there
1: all right let's do wide receivers here mm-hmm. of course it's michael thomas of <laughs> course it's michael thomas but here's the question who else is on that
0: list tj uh cooper cup and stefan diggs both have hit 100 yards five times uh amari julio chris godwin galladay have all hit 100 yards four times this year he's only done it at home as amari cooper though right because I've i never start him on not the road sure. only play him at home that's it that's a good question and probably right i mean i'll
1: look it up real quick <laughs> but i'm telling you right now just don't play julio jones don't julio jones don't play amari cooper on the road He's, it's just two, it's two completely different guys. I think he's averaging like 100 yards at home and 40-something yards on the road. He's a debacle. I can't <laughs> believe it, man. It's, I'm serious. It just shocks me. I've never seen anything like it where this guy is so good at home and he's just
0: he's nothing on the road. Yeah, not, now all of a sudden they're spreading the ball out uh him him um um Cobb, uh and um gallup and gallup are they they've seen over the last few weeks like a pretty even target share so that's actually a, a really interesting offense to Real keep quick. playing down the stretch here you go
1: 147 106 226 and 106 at home and then he stinks on the road so yes if amari cooper's
0: playing at home you got a chance at the bo- at the uh, <laughs> at the bonus Yeah, and then uh, look over at defense. Probably not a surprise. We talked about Tampa Bay giving up uh, the most 300-yard games to passers. So they've also given up the most 100-yard games to opposing wide receivers. Eight, Philadelphia, they've given up seven 100-yard games to opposing wide receivers. Most of those came early in the year, so take that with a grain of salt a little bit. And then we have seven teams that have given up six uh, 100-yard games. So 53% coming in the win. Yep. So you might look at that 53% and think, well, oh, look, uh, wide receivers, um, uh, even more so than quarterbacks and wins. So you want, uh, you want wide receivers that are in winning games, but 47% coming in losses. um, And we don't see that high of a correlation uh, in terms of same game, uh, 100 yard games with wide receivers that we do with quarterbacks. So you can kind of more freely look at these wide receivers that are underdogs and, and not have to worry about like a correlation with the opposing passing game as much. They're going to, benefit a little bit more from being behind than your quarterback. Um, but again, only 15% of these 100 yard games came in losses of more than seven points. So that, that kind of dispels the, the myth a little bit that wide receivers wide receivers are just going to thrive in completely negative game script. They, if they're getting completely blown out, then that offense probably just isn't putting up numbers across the board. So while they they uh, don't need the correlation like quarterbacks, if they are in the losing team, you don't want them to be in a situation where they're completely getting blown out of the water. Hmm. Very interesting. Anything on tight ends or is the sample just too small? Yeah. And for the one season sample, like we won't go over the players that are um, – that, that have hit it the most The defenses that have given up the most But going back to a study we've done a couple of years ago And looking at uh, multi-year data Going back three years now Probably one of the more surprising things For tight ends that hit this 100-yard bonus um, Is they have a surprisingly high win percentage Just slightly um, below running backs We had running backs uh, 70% of their 100-yard games Came in wins for, um, for tight ends It was just around 68% So Good game flow actually benefits tight ends probably a little bit more than uh, than people might suspect and actually slightly higher um, implied point total. So basically, uh, offenses that can move the ball efficiently but also um, not be uh, inhibited by by being behind is going to benefit the tight end. We've kind of mentioned it on here before when uh, when we're just talking about our, our core plays and values that tight ends um, that are favored are... Um, are are good plays and we haven't given a ton of data why So this is just kind of a, a reminder of how that positive game script does benefit the upside of tight ends. At least it's a good game theory. Again, I liked it, man. Uh,
1: everybody remember, actually, I do want to bring up something before we go. Uh, what's going on Thanksgiving.
0: What are we doing, man? Uh, we'll be back, uh, regular hours. Um, just because of, of the way the schedule works and, and, uh, the way that, um, timing is and the three games on Thanksgiving we won't be covering the uh, the Thursday games on the podcast by the time this releases uh the, the games will have already kicked off but at four for four we will have full breakdowns for FanDuel DraftKings and Yahoo um, of the three game slate so uh, be sure to be checking out uh, four for four leading up to the Thanksgiving slate one of the biggest slates of the year so Wednesday all of that content will be released and then uh, everything at four for four will be pushed back one day we'll try to get the podcast out on thursday um but everything including the content we release usually on thursday will be coming out on friday next week so let's just keep that in mind if you're a four for four subscriber
1: and our podcast we're still doing our podcast and we are going to have thanksgiving content before thanksgiving just yep. so you know everything will be fine everybody uh sign up right now with the code dfs mvp you can get 25 percent off the dfs sub only again we got what nine weeks left if you yep. if, if you go through so we are not coming up on the playoffs yet here on DFS MVP. And we go through the playoffs right through the conference championship week. Uh, also TJ rate and review t-shirt giveaway.
0: Yeah, if you go on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review, we will uh, enter your name automatically to get some fresh 4-for-4 swag, nice soft 4-for-4 t-shirt. While you're there, make sure you check out our other two newest podcasts, uh, Ship Chasing, covering high-stakes fantasy football leagues. And there might only be a week or two left of that depending on how um they do in those playoffs and then of course fantasy first covered today's fantasy football news in 10 minutes or less by your boy holden and if you want more of us you could check us out on twitter Holden at holden radio me at tj hernandez and of course four at four football uh have a happy thanksgiving holden and the listeners appreciate you guys. uh Safe travels, and we will talk to you guys next week. I got a stronger weapon that never runs out of ammunition, so I'm ready for war. Okay. your in the air and wave like don't And if you like fishing grits and all the pips, everybody let me hear you say, oh, yeah, yeah. Now your hands in the air and wave like a stone cater. And if you like fishing grits and all the pimps everybody let me hear you say, oh, yeah, yeah.